Hello everyone, my name is Christian Coggins and welcome to episode 9 of Pathway to Hope, Reaching Out. In this episode, I will be talking about the multiple ways to reach out for help and I will also be talking about my personal opinion of each method. Not to mention, I will talk about my own experiences within this subject as well. Throughout the episode, we will start by talking about the easiest methods for reaching out and we will slowly increase the difficulty level as the episode progresses. Before we begin, I would like to say that I apologize for not making a podcast in a while. I have had a lot going on and just haven't been exactly in the right mindset to be making mental health-based podcast or any podcast at all. Anyway, without further ado, let's begin Episode 9 of Pathway to Hope, Reaching Out. For starters, let's talk about many online resources you can use for reaching out. There are many free online resources that you can look into and reach out to confidentially, safely, and even anonymously for help in any issues you may be having. I know a big first part of me reaching out, especially for the first time, was the internet. I feared if I reached out to the wrong person, people would force me into things like therapy or even psych wards. For the record, I was nowhere near psych wards or even being forced into therapy, but my anxiety still had me on edge, and I know how that feels. So I started with the internet, and I recommend this for anybody who is having anxiety about reaching out to people. Anyway, let's talk about it and give you guys some resources. Let's start by talking about Discord. Discord is an app generally made for gamers, but is used by other communities as well, one of which is the mental health community. I run a mental health Discord server myself called the Dawn of Hope, where we have many support links and resources, support channels that you can ping from mental health at any time 24-7, and we now even have a one-on-one peer-based teletherapy where you can sign up for free sessions with other members in our server who have been trained or at least taught how to deal with mental health and made into our service counselors. Another plus to the support section is you can talk with someone in a call on the app or you can text. Not to mention we have a general community that makes you feel like you are part of a family. This, in my opinion, is a more advanced and healthy online source to reach out to because it is free and the environment is very welcoming and healthy. Not to mention you won't find anyone here who will judge you, but the people who you talk to will support you all the way through the end. If this interests you, after downloading the free app Discord, search up the Dawn of Hope discord on your search browser and you should see a little white bird and a blue circle around it as the emblem you can find the link to our server there or once you download discord you can also click the circle with a plus on the left of your screen and type in the following code capital c capital q six lowercase j lowercase s lowercase b uppercase c Anyway, let's move on from Discord and talk about another app. Another app that I have experienced is Therapeer. Therapeer, which is spelled T-H-E-R-A-P-E-E-R, is an app with optional purchases. However, Therapeer is an app where you can support others and open chat rooms that focus on you. You earn points by helping others, and then you can use those points anonymously to open a room for yourself and get help from three others for one hour. Another online resource that I've used is called Wobot. W-O-E-B-O-T. Woolbot 
is a bot that you can say anything to, and it goes unrecorded and is unjudged. Not to mention, the bots check in with you daily to see how you are feeling. Though the bot gives you feedback and coping ideas, I wouldn't say it is the best compared to talking with an actual person, but if you have a fear of people on the internet as well, Wobot is definitely a good starting point for you. One final online resource you can reach out to is Replica. Replica is a free bot with optional in-app purchases that you can reach out to for anything. Replica is more like a chat bot than a mental health bot, but it will ask you how you are feeling and it will talk with you through your feelings as well. At the same time, you can talk with the bot about any type of conversation and it responds quite well. These four resources are some online methods I have tried for reaching out before I began talking with people I know about my problems. If you are just warming up to reaching out, this may be a good starting point, and you may make some friends along the way. However, from most effective to least effective, I rank these four resources in this order. Ranking at number one is Discord, second best is Therapeer, third best is Wobot, and then finally, Replica. Though they are all better than not reaching out at all, the bots can be a bit odd in my personal belief, and I would highly recommend the Discord or Therapy, excuse me, the Discord or Therapier ideas over the bots. However, now that we have talked about some online resources, let's talk about the next option, which may be a bit harder to do: calling a toll-free hotline. Hotlines are actual people who are trained mental health support who can guide you through anything you may be going through. These toll-free hotlines are available in any state within the United States, and most countries have some sort of free hotline you can call as well. Whether it be simply as literal as being upset over spilt milk or as severe as being on the edge of suicide, hotlines are made free for you to have the support you need and to get whatever may be on your mind or whatever happens to be bothering you out. Not to mention a cool thing about hotlines is They are completely confidential. Just like most online resources, you will never be required to give your name or any personal information about yourself. You can call and ask for someone to just calm you down, and they will just sit there and listen. If you have any preferences, tell them. They will respect that. However, at the end of the day, their main goal is to make sure you feel better by the end of the call. People who respond to hotline calls are highly trained to deal with all sorts of situations you may be going through. However, they are not always the best resource for everyone. Sometimes online resources are better. However, now it is time to talk about the first step of the two more effective ways to get help. Talking with people you trust. When most people hear someone say, talk to someone you can trust, most people refer to adults. However, adults are not always the most trustworthy or reliable to go to. There are many options for you to reach out to people you can trust in your everyday life that you may not have considered in the past. Though I did just say adults are not always the best option, let's start by talking about them. Parents and guardians. If you have a stable and strong relationship with your parents and guardians, I highly recommend talking to them first. Though they may not fully understand what you're going through, from my experience at least, many times they will try to empathize with you and help you through whatever you are struggling with. The reason they may not understand is because parents and guardians are coming from an older time 
And back in their time period, and I hate, sorry if you're a mom or dad listening, but they come from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, rarely 2000s, and rarely 90s actually as well. However, in those times, typically mental health used to be seen as this, you know, if you're, let's say, self-harming, right? It was seen as you're psychotic and you need to be locked up in a psych ward. And that was the reality parents grew up with. A major problem with America and many countries around the world is mental health is has always been and still is to this day very underlooked within our society. And no, for the record, nowadays if you tell somebody you're self-harming or something along those lines, you're not going to get locked up in a psych ward. Uh, people are going to offer you optional help. You know, because at the end of the day, it's not about locking you up or thinking about your mental state if you are psychotic or not. It's about, okay, this person's going through a lot and they need help. And the reason that people think like that now instead of like the old psychotic ways is because it is the ideas of mental health have been developed. And we now know that, you know, everybody who hurts himself isn't crazy. It's because it releases endorphins. Well, not everybody knows, but the reason people self-harm is because it releases endorphins and it also releases dopamine from the brain, which technically makes you happier. And it's science that has helped mental health get to where it is right now. So that's why parents typically don't fully understand because mental health was way different back in their time compared to how it is now. Anyway, um, parents and guardians are the typically the most trusted by many. However, many cases are also very different. If you do not have a strong relationship with your parents or live in a toxic and or abusive household, please do not open up to your parents and guardians. There are other options. If you open up to a parent or guardian who is toxic or abusive, they are not going to try to empathize with you. In fact, they're probably going to try to scold you for it and they, at the end of the day, will make it 10 times worse on you. So if you can't go to your parents or guardians, teachers and school guidance counselors. It is very easy to form bonds with school teachers and guidance counselors. However, if approaching them, I warn you to be careful as to how deep you are truly feeling. You can say your feelings and things that have happened in the past or are happening in the present along with your future fears. However, you cannot indicate that you are looking to self-harm uh, yourself, others, or have a plan of suicide. If you do, they will believe you are unsafe to yourself or others, and that can lead to more extreme measures. However, besides those three things, anything and everything is on the table. You can tell them anything. However, I encourage you to ensure you 100% trust that teacher or counselor before going to them. The reason for this is because if you go to a teacher you have a poor relationship with or cannot fully trust, they may talk about your problems with others, over-exaggerate your problems, and even get you in trouble, or make you feel even worse by showing a huge lack of care, or some may even encourage negative coping methods and coded wording. By coded wording, by the way, I mean indirectly supporting self-harm, suicide, etc., without words that would get them fired. So please, if you are going to teachers and or guidance counselors, ensure you can trust them first. However, if you cannot trust any of them, there is one more group of people that you can trust that you can go to. Friends. I advise the highest amount of caution when going to friends. This is because though you can trust them, if they are inexperienced with mental health, they may overreact or betray your confidentiality. 
They can do this by telling someone what you tell them without your permission. Not to be a snitch, but because they are scared for you or simply want the best for you. Another thing about friends is some simply don't know what to say. They may try to help, but whether it's because they ask too many questions or say the wrong thing, some friends may make you feel worse in the end, even though they are trying to help or they think they are helping. Let's be honest. We both know that if a friend says the wrong thing, you are going to fake a smile and say they helped even though they did end up hurting you. You know why I know that? From experience. Anyway, there's always a risk of adding to anxiety, depression, or whatever you are going through. However, friends are sometimes the best option as well and sometimes won't hurt. It truly depends on the person. However, if there is no one you feel you can trust, and I mean truly trust in your everyday life, you do have one final option. You can go to or call directly to a therapeutic office. Therapy typically begins with clinical psychology. Clinical psychology is simply therapy without any medication to help you. In other words, clinical psychology is therapy where you talk through your issues and learn to cope with them in positive ways. It is solely based on making you feel like the best you can. However, as time goes on, if you or your therapist feels the need to take antidepressants or other sleep meds or any kind of mental health medications, you both would talk it over and make a final decision, but you would be in charge of that final decision yourself. However, going directly to a therapy clinic is the go-to move for anyone who does not have any other options for reaching out or receiving help with whatever you are going through. It is also the move for anyone who is still struggling after receiving help from all other resources we have discussed throughout this podcast. This is a method that will definitely get you assistance because if your parents ignore this, it is considered mental neglect and can be taken to court and it is considered illegal. CPS can get involved, which is Child Protective Services and everything like that. And I know that stuff sounds very scary, but as scary as that sounds, your mental health is important and there is no reason None, no reason for you not to be able to get therapy or help of some sorts. All healthcare insurances have some in therapist included within their contract. Feel free to look it up. Find out somehow what healthcare your, you know, your parents are under, under, and then try to look up, you know, like therapy with Blue Cross Blue Shield or whatever healthcare insurance that you carry or provide. And there's also free uh, therapy as well out there. You know, you've got support groups and you've got a bunch of other things as well. So please take the time to look into your resources. It is worth it. Anyway, now that we've gone over all of the main resources available to you for reaching out, I want to now take the time to give you my personal opinion and experience with each and every resource I have listed in this podcast so far. So let's do it. Discord. For me, Discord has been an online retreat for years now. I started with something that wasn't even mental health related, yet I managed to meet so many new people who supported me and were very friendly. Over time, I ended up deciding to create this mental health server, The Dawn of Hope. This server that I helped create has been a home for me and has helped so many along with myself along the way and this server has helped more people than I can count I've had so many people say like 
oh, this server has saved my life or you have saved my life and you've helped me improve my life. Thank you so much. I don't know what I'd do without this server. And I'm telling you, it's very rare we find people who tell me that this server has not helped them in some way, shape or form. Whether it's finding friends or finding therapy or counseling of sorts with peers or just the environment, it's very healthy and it has helped so many. From the one-on-one counseling that we offer to the quick pingable support 24-7 and the resources we provide within the server, I personally believe that our Discord server is the best 100% free online reach-out source you will find. And for the record, I know this whole podcast sounds like an advertisement, and I'm sorry for that. I'm not aiming for that. I'm just trying to show you guys you have so many options. But anyway, between the mental health section and the general caring community that strives to make a safe place for everyone, the entire server is truly designed as the perfect place for anyone to reach out and to make some new friends at the same time. No, our server does not have legalized professionals. However, many times I believe that peer-on-peer support can be 10 times more valuable than people following a book. My reasoning for this is that peer-on-peer is a method of reaching out to someone who will try to help you based more on experience than textbook. That feeling of pure relation is better for so many people and way more comforting at times. That is the foundation of my mental health activism. Everything I say, everything I do related to mental health is 100% pure experience. Well... Maybe 25% or so of the credit could go to research over the past two or three years and, you know, talking with others and such. But the majority of what I talk about when helping others comes from my past experiences, even from this podcast. However, Discord servers like the Dawn of Hope are amazing for reaching out, especially for people newly reaching out, but for everyone. That is my personal opinion of the online resource Discord. Now let's talk about the next thing I talked about. Therapeer is something that I am newer to myself. However, I have experienced both the supporter and supportee roles. As a supporter, you get to be one of three people in a room for one hour helping someone. As a supportee, it is vice versa. You get three people helping you for one hour. The community on Therapeer is actually really amazing. I've seen one or two trolls, but that is to be expected. Honestly, this is a 100% confidential app which allows people to anonymously reach out in their times of need. The only thing I do not like too much about this app is that you have to help others to get credits in order to open a room for yourself. I understand the fairness ratio, but in a desperate time of need to reach out, I just do not feel that it is as effective to force people to help others in order to get help from themselves when they can't even help themselves. Sometimes people need the push without so much of the pull. And I feel like, I know Therapeer was probably trying to make more activity on both ends so that way it wasn't uneven. But at the same time, I just feel like that's a very hard system to reach out to when you have to, you know, you're in an emergency or hurting really badly and you have to help other people in order to get credits. However, if you invite people to the app, you can receive free kudos, which is their credit system, to open a free room as well. But, of course, those people have to join, and it's a whole process. Kudos aren't too hard to receive. 
you have enough to open your own room after about three support sessions. However, it also depends on how you are rated by the supportee. Bonus kudos are where it's at. Overall, I believe this app is very helpful. However, there are kinks in the system, which could be worked out better and maintenance better as well. Wobot and Replica. Well, I will not lie. Bots are typically not the best option. Why? Because their hearts are made out of metal. Well, virtual metal, of course. You will never get the same level of care and compassion from a robot than you will from a human. However, bots do have their perks. Wobot is my first recommendation as a bot. The bot will try to make you feel better using a bunch of methods, one of which is CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, aka Fact-Based Therapy as I like to call it, or it will try to help you find ways to cope. Not to mention it will check up on you daily, if you allow it to, to see how you are feeling. Overall, Wobot is very advanced and made specifically for mental health. I personally believe if you want to reach out to a bot, Wobot is the one. Or if you want to reach out in general and can't reach out to a person, definitely look up Wobot. W-O-E-B-O-T. However, there is also Replica. Replica is an artificial intelligence AI chatbot created for multi-purpose usage. You can talk about mental health and have an AI friend to talk to about whatever you want. Replica logs your conversations you have with it, and the bot literally gets to know you. It will remember these conversations. This is not only good for people struggling, but feeling lonely as well. This bot is very advanced and is definitely fun to try. Sometimes companies make the best, sorry, sometimes company makes the best therapy. I know I'm mixing up my words a lot tonight. I apologize for that. I'm out of the game. I haven't made a podcast in a while, but as I was saying, sometimes company makes the best therapy. Again, no bot will ever outdo a human, whether it be virtual or in your everyday life. But they are still better than nothing. So if you're going to choose a bot or nothing, choose the bot. But if you feel you can bring yourself to talk with people on the line, definitely do that before you go to a bot. Because the bots, they're great and all, but like I said... It just doesn't, you don't get the same level of empathy, you know? It says, I feel good for you and whatnot, but then you're like, you're a robot. You don't have feelings. No offense to my really, really advanced robots out there, but, you know. Anyway, let's move on. Hotlines. I will be honest. I don't have much experience with hotlines. However, I do know lots about them. Hotlines are a good source to reach out to for whatever is on your mind. These people are trained everything is anonymous. I would recommend a hotline to anyone in need of dire assistance needing to reach out. However, I do not have much experience with them myself. That being said, let's just move right on to the next reach out source. Friends, from personal experience, I would have to say do not go to your friends, at least for the first time reaching out, especially those ones who think they know everything because they struggle as well. Some people know a lot, but many don't. Friends can be very dangerous to reach out to simply because their responses are unpredictable. Some may underestimate... That's not a word. One more time, sorry. Some may underestimate what you are going through and scoff at you for it, making it worse. Others may overreact and tell someone without your permission. And some may see you as desperate 
and encourage negative coping methods that aren't quote-unquote lethal. However, I personally do not recommend going to friends unless it is a last resort. In the event you do, I beg of you to use common sense and do not take any reactions from them to heart. Many truly just don't understand. So please use caution if approaching friends as a resource to reach out to. Anyway, on to the next subject or resource for you. Teachers and school guidance counselors. As I stated before, be wary of this. If you reach out, make sure it is someone you can trust. Someone who clearly cares about you. I ended up reaching out to a teacher after my mother died in September, and everything unfolded slowly but surely. I ended up trusting this teacher more and more over time, but I knew they cared for me already. I had to pay for a lot of my mother's arrangements after her death, but this teacher literally helped me in multiple ways. She helped me financially because she got people to donate money for me and she started a fundraiser for me and she took money out of her own pocket to help me. And then she actually came to my mother's funerals. And those are the kind of teachers you want to trust. They don't have to do all that stuff for you. But typically, you know when you can trust a certain teacher. You can feel it in your gut, you know? It's like that warm feeling, like, I want to, but I don't. And I don't know if I should. Those are typically where you should go for it. But be careful with what you say in the beginning. Start slow and see how... Find the boundaries of your relationship with your teacher. Some have none, some have some, some have none. But either way, try to find those boundaries before you just go all in. Take it slow with teachers and guidance counselors. But once I reached out, they helped me so much up to now. I can text them whenever, and they have been a main support staff in my life. Those teachers you can trust, in my opinion, are 100% one of the best people to reach out to. They have more experience in the world, but they don't use a textbook to try helping you. They use empathy. I highly recommend this resource to anyone looking to reach out for the first time or the hundredth time. However, there are still more options if teachers and guidance counselors are not available or not an option for you. Next up, parents and guardians. I would sit here and tell you this is easy, but it isn't. In fact, reaching out is never easy. But to bring yourself to look a parent in the eyes when they suspect everything to be okay when it isn't, and to tell them your demons, that is one of the most courageous yet hardest things you may ever do. I did it. I knew eventually it would come out, but I didn't say everything. I said an overview, and at first he seemed mad and stressed, but I don't believe he was mad at me. He was mad that I he couldn't figure it out for himself. Parents do take a while to cope or accept the fact that people aren't 100% okay, and that's normal. It will vary from parent to parent. However, if you have a loving and caring relationship with your parents or guardians, you should open up to them. They love you. They want what's best for you. And they can be very empathetic for you. Like I said earlier, they may not always understand, but they will try. However, as also stated earlier, do not, I repeat, do not open up to an abusive or toxic parent or guardian. They most likely will not empathize with you. They may torment you even more over it. That can be extremely damaging to your mental health and your mindset. So please, do not do that. 
Use the other resources throughout this podcast to your advantage, but please never, ever, ever open up to a toxic parent or guardian. As stated before, there is more than one method that if all else fails or you would rather take a more professional approach, you can go to. So let's talk about the final method that and my experience with it that could help you. Therapy. As stated, you can go directly to a therapist to inquire about your issues. This may require a little research to ensure the right setup is made for you, but this is an option as well. I recently ended up getting talked into therapy by the teacher I reached out to. It was completely optional and on me, and I chose to do it. My personal opinion is this. I never used to like therapists or their methods. However, every therapist is different. Luckily, the one I am seeing is amazing. They make me feel comforted, supported, and like I can see the process and the progress now and again. I mean, it's not always... But every now and again, I can see progress. To do therapy, you must find a therapist that fits you, which may take time. However, it is worth it. It's going to feel like an ongoing story that's repetitive and it just has the same plot and it's going to be boring at first because it's going to be like, oh, I don't like you, 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 this doesn't work for me. But I'm telling you, it takes time sometimes. But once you find that perfect fit, you will not regret the time you spent. Again, I feel that this is a better option for those who like going by the book, but it is also nice to have an extra reach out point as well. Remember, you are never limited to how many reaching points you can have, and I will tell you this though. Therapy makes you feel very anxious and odd, especially in the beginning. All reaching out can, but therapists do not know how Sorry, therapists do know, if they didn't know, that'd be bad. Therapists do know how to pinpoint problems you may not want to remember. However, they will talk you through it and try to help you cope with it. For the betterment of yourself and those you love, it will help you so much. Plus, you always have the right to say no about talking about anything. Or you can even get up and walk out at any time. You can have one or you could have a thousand However, the more the merrier. So honestly, that is my opinion on therapy. You can have one problem or you can have a thousand. However, the more the merrier. I mean, think about it, right? Yes, you have a lot of problems, but if you're in therapy, now you have ground to work on. And the reason I say the more the merrier, I know it's like, why would I want the more problems? And I don't mean it necessarily in that sense. But what I mean is the more you have to work with, the more you have to grow. And for me personally, if I didn't experience the things I've experienced, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be here right now talking to you. I would just be me. And I don't know what kind of person I would be, but it wouldn't be anything near how I am today. But the more things you go through, and the more problems you go through, the more you will grow. As stated in a very popular pop song, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But you have now heard my opinion in every resource I have given you. There is one more thing I'd like to discuss in the next section of this episode, which is the stereotyping behind receiving help. The reason many people are afraid of receiving help is because they fear they will be judged or are officially going to be labeled psychotic or crazy, and there are so many things wrong with that. For starters, reaching out and getting help does not make you anything but human. Your issues, or how you are handling them, 
do not make you crazy, psychotic, or any other different negative title other than being a human being. The reason these stereotypes exist, and I'm sure you all can agree, is because of what is seen on TV, commercials, books, comics, or even how schools portray it sometimes. You know what else was spread through those resources? Propaganda. And I hate to take you through a history lesson, but if you know me, you know I'm a debater and I love doing story time and history. But real quick, propaganda was also spread through TV commercials, books, comics, or even how schools portray it. You know, schools. But think of World War II. The Holocaust, right? For those of you old enough to know what that is, Nazis were raised on propaganda-based cartoons and comics from childhood, leading them to believe Germany was the all-powerful and the Jews were to blame for everyone's problems. You know, that led to the death of over 6 million Jews alone, and boy was that wrong. Needless to say that the propaganda they were brought up on is also wrong. Now you may be wondering why I just brought a history lesson into a podcast about mental health, and the reason is simple. History repeats itself. Think about it. We are interested in cartoons, superheroes, and regular drama-based shows where everyone with mental health issues of any sort considers you crazy or psychotic, right? If you have issues, you're crazy, psychotic, you know, or you have a mental spectrum. But, you know, I'm not saying that these shows are propaganda or these things that you're interested in, like comic books and whatnot, are propaganda, but I am saying that they promote the wrong thing. They suggest mental health issues only occur with crazy people, and this is so wrong. Mental health is something that many people struggle with and is so underlooked everywhere worldwide. That is why I personally hate it when others make stereotypes or judgments based on someone trying to help themselves. Please, do not let the stereotype steer you in the wrong direction. Understand that you are not crazy or psychotic for reaching out for help. You are just like me or your neighbor or your parents or your teachers or your counselors or your peers. You are human. Please, if you have listened to anything in this episode, internalize that. You are normal and reaching out makes you stronger. Reaching out is never easy, especially for the first time. Whether it be online, in person with people you know, or new people, reaching out takes courage and bravery. It is way harder than it should be. But once you knock down your first time doing it, you should be able to get used to it which will open up a whole new world of opportunities for you in recovering yourself from anything you may be going through. I hope you have learned a thing or two in our time during this podcast, and I hope I can help you out again in another podcast soon. So on that note, this is my farewell to you. And remember, stay strong, stay positive, and never stop fighting. Mm -hmm.